Hey guys, this is Ben Green, and this is Playroom. So Ben, basically here today at the Melbourne Esports Open, Sunday will be the Overwatch Grand Final for the Australia's Pro Contenders. Um, following the season so far, this is season two, who have you thought has been the I guess, star player for both Order and uh, Maniac Gaming? It's not Maniac, is it? It's not. <laughs> Mind Freak? Mind Freak. The real Mind Freak. <laughs> Look, it's been, to be honest, a pretty interesting season. Um, both of the, the teams have come a long way. Or It's two very different stories this season where Order have come off the back of being the champions in season one. They went across to Shanghai to represent the country and it didn't go so well for them and they, it feels like they've had a, a bit of a rocky start uh, from that point. Um, for Mind Freak, on the other hand, they've essentially completely changed their roster um, at the start of the season and they have been very strong all season long. So... Things that happen during the regular season, who was the best player in the regular season, may not account for who was the best player in the finals, particularly with the change of format. Um, I think it's going to be very close, though. Because uh, Mayhem, of course, took out the first place for this season. It was very close, though, 5-2 between three teams. Order were just behind them on map difference. Is there any map in particular that the Order may struggle on or Mayhem? Look... Uh, the thing with Order is that they've got a couple of inconsistencies in their play. If they get to map five, they're probably, they normally win map five and they have a, a great success on that. When they play Escort, I think they've got like a 28% win rate on Escort, um, which even they didn't know until Elfish Guy brought it up with them yesterday. So that Escort map certainly going to be difficult for Order. Um, they seem to be pretty good on control. And of course, if you get to that map five, it is control once again. Um, so they normally go pretty well there. So it'll change a little bit with this being a first to four instead of a first to three, which is what we've seen in the regular season. So uh, they're going to have to go uh, at least one more map uh, to come out on top. And because the new two-two-two systems come in, do you feel like it's benefited either of the teams in a huge way or is it more just uh, it's sort of the same old, same old? Uh, it's certainly made a, a big difference. Um, I think both teams feel that maybe it's benefited each of them the most. They both feel relatively confident on it. Uh, the main change, though, is that it puts it back into the hands of those DPS players and the individual skill that you see there rather than a six-team unit that we used to see with that GOATS meta where you know it really came down to sticking together as a ball and playing very uh, tight together. But now one or two players can come out with a, an, a sick play um, and it's going to be enough to, to change the fight and to, you know, put things in their favour. And do you have a sort of a prediction, a set winner you think that's going to, I guess, get the job done on Sunday? Uh, both teams can definitely win. Uh, the thing for me is that Order has experience both on this stage and on arena stages in general. Whilst this time last year, the majority of the Mind Freak players were sitting in the audience watching. So it can be quite intimidating. If Mind Freak can get past that, they're probably going to come out on top, but it is a very big hurdle to climb, and I think that the pressure might get to them, which will probably see Order come out on top. Um, so Ben, how are you? So this is the, this is the second um, Melbourne esports open. Mm -hmm. How are you finding the um, the Australian esports scene right now? Yeah, I actually think we're in a pretty good spot. Probably the best position that we've been in, obviously, since uh, esports inception here in the country. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that we can have uh, teams but for both 
uh, Overwatch and League of Legends, then this year we see that we have a Rainbow Six Siege tournament as well. Um, and we're going to see like a hunt, I don't know, 700 or something Fortnite players get to participate on the Fortnite stage also um, kind of shows us where we've come. Particularly when you see um, globally, obviously, the Fortnite World Cup and then the Dota 2 International, those events getting so much news and so much press that mums and dads here in Australia are now going, oh, maybe there is something in esports. Maybe there is something here uh, for my kid who's, you know, super into gaming. Maybe we can channel that towards a career. Do you think that there is maybe like an esports sleeper, sleeper hit that maybe some of us haven't spotted? Because I'm thinking like Apex Legends, when that came out, instant hit. Mm. Can you think of maybe an esports title that's, that's generating some heat at the moment that maybe we should check out? I definitely think that Apex has not hit its peak yet, right? Particularly uh, for esports because they've been very careful in the way that they've managed it as an esport and you can be uh, a little bit too eager perhaps yep. um, to get something out as an esport and, and then it's not ready and we've seen that with games in the past and then everyone sort of falls off. So um, I still think that Apex will, will is yet to reach its peak and over the next you know, 12 to 18 months will be its time to shine and we'll, we'll see how it goes. My interest, of course, is auto chess type of game as well whether uh, that's tft or, or dota 2 underlords or you know is that going to come out as an esports that that people want to first play but secondly watch um, and that's going to be the question for me is it going to get those big audiences once people really start uh, formalizing tournaments yeah. or is it just going to be a game where people would rather play than watch we'll have to wait and see and I want to get your reaction to, you know, recently we had those Australians who were arrested for match-fixing fi match the Counter-Strike Go. Mm. What, what is your reaction to, to that news? Um, personally, it's pretty disappointing. Yeah. Um, as like someone who's a massive esports enthusiast, I'm in this job because I, I want esports in this country to be as, as good as it possibly can be. So it's very disappointing to see that sort of thing. I guess it is sort of something that eventually is going to happen yeah. based on the fact that esports is you know is rising you see it in traditional sports we now see it in esports um both globally and in australia esl works with organizations to try and make sure that we are doing what we can both with the esports integrity coalition globally and the esports gaming association of australia to make sure that not just us but everyone who runs tournaments is doing what they can uh, to make sure that this sort of thing Firstly, isn't acceptable, which yep. we all know it isn't, but then um, that, you know, we're doing what we can to just stamp it out entirely. This has been a growing problem, I imagine. Have you, have you, have you seen a kind of seething and then this Counter-Strike Go thing was like a big one that was um, kind of hit the press? Honestly, I don't think it's as, as big as people seem to make it out. There, yep. was, there was issues back in the day with, with skin betting um, in overseas Counter-Strike tournaments, and that was several years ago. As traditional betting companies do come on board, um, you know, there is going to be more concern over this sort of thing. But I think as well, you know, it's important for those betting companies to do their own due diligence and make sure that the games that they are allowing people to bet on are games that people probably should be betting on. Uh, so you're a caster for both Overwatch and CSGO. Do you have any, uh, I guess, words of advice or uh, wisdom for anyone who's trying to get into the scene for casting? Yeah, for sure. The thing with casting is that you really just have to start doing it. I started commentating games of Call of Duty on PC that... No one watched. I uploaded them to YouTube. I did it for fun. You need to firstly do it because you want to do it. And it's not about doing it on the stage necessarily. You just It's something that you want to do. You have to have a passion for it. Um, but we're in this cool, exciting age now where 
It's pretty easy to get some audio gear set up at home. Most people in the country are now getting to the point where they probably can stream with a reasonable upload, which is a problem that I had five years ago, trying to stream at one megabit up and having people want to watch it. Really just get out there and start doing it and find your niche, perhaps. Um, find your game. It, it's easy to look at and say, oh, it looks like there's enough casters for that game. I'm not going to get a shot. That's not the case. We're always looking for casters. Um, so people should just make the effort and create your own job. That's the best thing about esports, right, is that we're still growing. We're still, we don't know what every job in esports will be. We, we can't possibly comprehend what it's all going to look like. So um, it's an exciting world. Find, what, find your niche, find what you want to do and start doing it. And if you put effort into it and you've got the passion, you'll probably find yourself a career. And also, just with the Overwatch contenders for the Aussie boys, mm-hmm. uh, do you see there being possibly an Australian team or a, a Australian or an organisation picking up Australian players to put in for the Overwatch League for the next season coming up? Yeah, we've already seen it in the past. Players who competed on this very stage in Rod Laver Arena last year now compete in the Overwatch League. So there's definitely opportunities here for Aussie players to make it abroad. Um, so it's very exciting, and that's the great thing about Overwatch contenders is that it truly is that path to pro for these players, and it's a great way for them to be seen by companies overseas, by teams uh, in the Overwatch League, and to find themselves a shot to firstly travel the world and maybe make some bucks in the process. Well, thank you for your time. Thank right. you, Ben. Thank you.